last hour about 38 degrees. Thank you so very much. Enjoy your flight. Welcome on board. We're getting ready to push off the gate and get you underway. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to welcome you aboard the Coaches Co-Pilot podcast today. On board this flight, we will be serving tools, tips, tricks, and strategies so you can have success working just 15 or 20 hours a week. I'm your co-pilot, Nicole Bandis, founder and CEO of Virtual A-Team, a boutique online business management agency. Now please fasten your seatbelts and join us for this short flight to help you grow a thriving coaching business around your life. We have an exciting conversation coming up on today's episode. We're going to be talking about how entrepreneurs struggle with and manage ADD and ADHD symptoms. This is an ongoing challenge for entrepreneurs with the shiny objects, the hyper focus, the constantly switching, you know, trying to manage your time. And all of these things are things that we're going to be discussing today with a agency owner who actually has ADD and he's overcome some of these challenges in his own business. So let's talk about that today. I am so excited for today's guest. We're going to be talking about an issue that uh, comes up a lot with uh, our clients. But before we get into that, Conrad, welcome to the show. And who the heck are you? Hello, thanks for having me. Great question to start with. Yeah, who the heck am I? Um, well, my name's Conrad. We've covered that. Um, I co-run an agency based here in London. Um, you may be able to tell from my accent, I'm uh, uh, over the other side of the pond. Um, uh, I co-run an agency called The Creative Copywriter. Uh, what we do in a very small nutshell is strategy and words. Um, I'll expand slightly. So we help businesses and brands get their words right every step of the customer journey um, using the science of data-driven content strategy and psychology and the art of creative copywriting. That's my little spiel that I probably say far too often, <laughs> multiple times a week. Um, and probably an interesting factor, though, is that I co-run the agency with my partner in life and crime, my wife, who is the managing director, and I'm the CEO. I love it. Yes. I, my husband and I both work from home. Uh, we both have our own businesses, but they're not the same businesses. What he's passionate about as far as business goes, I could never. I'm like, no, you know, I'm like, you can come work for me, but I can't work in your business. He sells receipt printer paper of all things. And that's just like, mm, yeah, uh, okay. I suppose it's a thing that needs to be sold, but <laughs> not interesting to me whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but we do, you know, we're talking all the time. So, uh, so how did you get into copywriting? Yeah, good, good question as well. I mean, this this is where I, I tell you my life story, but try to make it succinct, right? So, right. <laughs> um, uh, I, right. Let's start. I studied philosophy at uni to start with, um, and I guess it's the kind of subject which teaches you so much, but also gives you kind of so little in terms of particular career direction right but it teaches you to think it helps you think um critical thinking and yeah I had to write a lot of essays right so I was good at writing um I've got ADHD which I'm sure is a subject that we will we, we'll touch on during this conversation and um one of the things that that it didn't help me with was kind of planning um so I'd at uni I'd end up just 
writing essays the day starting the essay the day before the deadline like I just couldn't get down to kind of planning and writing and, and researching this this big thing until like the very last moment um, but what I was very good at was working under pressure and writing under pressure and kind of knowing what was needed from you know that essay what was what was the goal um, and so I did a lot of writing I was good at it and then I left uni went to Australia um, did some face-to-face sales so I was one of those annoying people in the street that kind of stops you and tries to get you I mean I was working for charity so it was for a good cause but essentially it was sales psychology it was pressure sales and I learned a lot of the company that I worked with actually taught us um, sales psychology every morning which I would later use you know in uh, written form as a copywriter so this is leading somewhere this story right so um, you know I learned I was interested in sales um, I met my now wife then she was traveling she's originally from Israel I'm from England and we traveled together for uh over two years so in Australia for a year and a half six months in Southeast Asia on a on a a shoestring budget um just to try and prolong the relationship because we didn't know what we were going to do afterwards um and then I ended up in her family house in Israel um without a work visa because it took a while to get one um and lovely home though her, her mum would like bake me cakes etc it was great but I did have a work visa and that's when I kind of took to the internet to learn stuff essentially um and took some online courses one of them being copywriting and one of them being SEO and I kind of combined those two things and that's how I launched the agency and it's kind of one of the things that differentiates us because we tackle copy and content from an outside in perspective by that I mean you know, looking and doing research into the data. What are people actually searching for? What do they want? You know, making um, marketing decisions based on, um, you know, data rather than assumptions. Um, so that's how I started. You know, I just kind of fell upon it, this amazing thing, which was copywriting. And, you know, I always loved writing, as I said, um, and realized that there was a way to make money uh, through writing. Um, and, yeah, and I kind of took some freelance projects um did a bit of in-house copy when I was in Israel as well but quite quickly moved into the position of being more of an entrepreneur because I guess I was you know I was hungry to be an entrepreneur I think I was more of an entrepreneur than I was a copywriter and that's probably why I was you know looking at these different courses like looking at how to make money online um and then you know I brought those those things together and kind of quite quickly went into launching an agency essentially well, and I think, uh, you know, I think the fact that you're more of an entrepreneur is why maybe you did an agency instead of just doing it freelance and doing it on your own. I mean, that's that's a lot of why I started Virtual A-Team is because, you know, I knew I didn't want to be the one doing the business management all the time. I, I know a lot about it. I know how to do it. And I'm very good at it. But that doesn't mean that I want to be the person doing it all the time. Um, you mentioned, though, uh, you know, the ADHD and how that affected you in um, university. When did you get diagnosed with that? I got diagnosed only a couple of years ago, actually. Mm. So adult ADHD, as they'd call it. Sometimes I prefer to say ADD. I know that we're supposed to class everything as ADHD now, but I'm more on the ADD side. And the reason why I prefer to to, to say that is because, yeah, I guess like, and one of the reasons why I, I, I think I never got diagnosed was because I know 
I have some friends with ADHD or a couple of friends I've had over the years who had the more of the H, right? We were like mm. really hyper. And I thought, well, that's not me. Um, and they never really explored it. Um, and only, you know, um, kind of yeah, later in life, um, I saw someone called Mark Gaysford, who I know actually quite well, on LinkedIn talking about being diagnosed at I I don't know, I'm I, I think he's in his uh 50s I believe um, so being diagnosed much later on in life and he was talking about it and it kind of went viral his video um and then so many things that he was saying kind of resonated with me that I went down the route of you know checking it out and and it explained a lot that's what I can say retroactively yeah. there's so many things that he explained and you know there were there were definitely you know relationship tensions and as I mentioned I'm you know uh, in a partnership with my wife both in business and in life and there are there were lots of our relationship is very much the kind of visionary and integrator relationship you know at work and uh and after work as well like she's the organizer and I'm the creative one and naturally that, that can cause some some tensions both in, in both worlds um but this really did help to kind of explain a lot of that and um which was just quite a big relief I'd say like in a sense like it's kind of nice to know that there's there's a cause and it's not just you know I'll be honest like there were times when I just thought I was a selfish person I was like I can't explain why I didn't do that really important thing it was so important for both of us and our lives and there's no reason why I wanted to do it but I ended up doing something else you know or not finishing it and I couldn't explain why like the will was there and I just had no explanation and then so it was kind of a massive relief to actually get my diagnosis and also to understand it a bit more so that I could build systems and processes and 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 a team that that you know everyone plays to their strengths and you know whereby I could have that support that support network around me and I take medication as well the medication has really really helps like the, the difference is 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 black and white night and day essentially um and whenever I sort of when I'm off my meds which I am occasionally I can I can start to realize again oh yeah that's what it's like that's where my brain goes it becomes and it's much more frustrating now because I'm aware of it you know it's like having that awareness is more frustrating yeah so uh you mentioned there you know having that awareness so that you can build systems and teams so let's talk a little bit about what it's like to be an entrepreneur who is dealing with ADD here in the states we're starting to use the terminology neurodivergent quite a bit um it, it kind of maybe is an umbrella category for that but what what's it like to be an entrepreneur how do you feel like those challenges might be a little bit unique to you dealing with this kind of a different brain um, way your brain functions. Um, it's an interesting one because I would say that like my experience of other entrepreneurs, um, many of whom are in the agency world, because I do a lot of networking with other agency founders. Um, I would say that, you know, I, I think lots of things are, are, are on a spectrum, right? And, I would say that I've met lots of entrepreneurs who are are not diagnosed and perhaps don't have ADHD, but they still exhibit or have some of those quite similar personality traits anyway. 
Um, I feel like maybe I'm just, and people with ADHD are perhaps kind of more extreme version of a typical entrepreneur. Mm. I think as an entrepreneur, um, usually you, you kind of, there's almost a requirement to have some of those personality tra- traits, which is like blind optimism in a way. You have to be optimistic, right? This kind of, and this, and creativity, you know, problem solver. Like there's a lot of uh, research to show that people with ADHD are extremely creative you know that because our brains work in this way where you you, you kind of solve things in in different ways and you're and you're and just ideas galore you know like my Evernote is filled with with ideas it I I literally wake up in the middle of the night it's quite annoying sometimes with an idea and I need to write it down because if I didn't write it down I would I would forget it and having a bad memory is definitely one of one of the traits and one of the things that I that I've had um, I just blame that on my blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are so many um, traits that it's not, you know, it's not, if I say like procrastination, for example, which is a very common thing with someone with ADHD, because we have a, a, a kind of innate lack of dopamine. So we're always seeking that dopamine hits, right? But kind of everyone is in a way you know but perhaps it's just a more extreme for someone like me so back to your question um you know what challenges have I had I think um quite a common thing is not being able to finish things hmm. um because you start and you're getting that dopamine hit right and you're like really excited about a project and doing something but then finishing something is not quite as rewarding right as starting something new or chasing until that. it's finished but you have to get through that process first exactly yeah and it might be like wading through mud you know to kind of finish that certain thing um and um you know another well i'll, I'll, I'll give you an extreme example of that when i started out prior to bringing Nitsan, my my integrator and wife into the agency because she joined in 2017 I had a severe case of what I call shiny object syndrome, which is kind of what I'm just trying to describe here. I, believe it or not, I was kind of, let's say, a co-founder slash involved in four or five different businesses at the same time, which makes no sense because, you know, I, I got the agency to a point where it was kind of running and I was just palming off my responsibilities to like a, to someone else and going, and then, but then, you know, an opportunity would arise. A friend would say, "Hey, I want to launch this this like platform, and I think you'd be great as a as a as a co-founder, as a marketer." And, and I just said, "Yeah, let's do it." And I was, you know, completely unrealistically optimistic about my time and time management. Time management is something that doesn't come naturally to me. I just can assume that I could do something this big in this amount of time, and it's just it's very hard for me to break down things into granular pieces of how long each part would realistically take so then this optimism comes with like seizing every opportunity and, and burnout is very common it was it was for me and I'd say it's probably common for entrepreneurs of ADHD because perhaps there's a lack of focus on the right things lack of prioritization and and just seizing and following all these ideas at the same time um so those are some of the challenges yes um, you know time management shiny object syndrome and and perhaps not finishing things i'll give you one more if i may sure one more is um 
which is, this is both a kind of, let's say, a blessing and a curse, a strength and a weakness when it comes to ADHD, is hyperfocus. So the fact mm-hmm. is that when you enjoy something, your brain is like getting that, the, the dopamine hit, that reward system there. You can, you can hyperfocus, really, really hyperfocus on something. And for me, that's definitely a strength because I, I'm a perfectionist and that can be great. It means that, you know, I'll, I obsessed over our brand and we've got a very strong agency brand and it it it's kind of one of the reasons why we win big clients like Adidas, TikTok, um, Hyundai, Mercedes-Benz, they come to our site and they're like, wow, right? So there's 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 a beauty in it, but there's but when it comes to prioritization, it can be a curse. So I'll give an example, creating a proposal or doing if I'm giving a talk and and there's like it's a bigger project, so I need to put together all of these slides and have all the copy in there and the design and everything and practice it, I can get bogged down and laser focused on how one slide looks because I love like um, design and I can be moving things around and it could take like an hour or two hours on one slide just to get it perfect. I'm like, the wording's not quite right. The design's not quite right. And, you know, at that point, I I won't see the the wood for the trees. I'm not seeing the bigger picture and the fact that, you know, I've carved out a few hours to put together a, a, a you know a deck for a talk I'm giving I should be focusing I should be getting through it and then editing and then practicing and that's it but I can you know and and there for years I would end up on things like proposals and and decks up until 4am in the morning because I'm focusing on the wrong things and hyper focus and lasering in spending too much time on one part of the bigger puzzle yeah. So, yeah. So what are some of the systems that you've put in place to kind of manage those uh, challenges that you're dealing with? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question because I think it's good to focus on that, not just the negatives, but right. yeah, the systems, the, the the processes. I mean, systems and processes, I think, are the operative words here, right? So, so crucial, again, not just for someone with ADHD, but for any entrepreneur. Um, and I would say, first of all, um, at some point, for me, it was just crucial to find a, a NITSAM, like to find an integrator, whether it's like a project manager or if you're growing the business to be a, you know, a bit larger than, you know, a, a COO or a managing director type person. But having someone to support you that has that different brain is, 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 is really, really valuable. Um, and they're the kind of person that can kind of see those processes through. Um, but you know, if, if you're a one-man band, um, there are processes naturally that you can put in place, which are, are very useful um, and systems. I think mean, first of all, I mentioned Evernote. Just having something to to a system for taking notes, a to-do list. This might seem obvious, right? But having a to-do list um, is is if people who don't have one like have one, it's very important. Um, for me, blocking using my Google Calendar, but you know militantly like using it to block time so not just for meetings but anything that I'm doing what taking it off my to-do list and putting it in a particular day and trying to be realistic with how long that's going to take is it half an hour is it an hour is it two hours sometimes I will ask Nitsan for her help with that because she's better at breaking things down but you know not not just having a to-do list and like a kind of you know a cloud of this is roughly what I'm going to get through this week. Literally block every task. You know, if I've got a um, a, a discovery call with a client, 
block half an hour afterwards for my recap email, right? Because that's going to take time. And if it's just, otherwise everything can just, you know, can get filled with meetings and then I've got all these other things to do and that will get pushed into the evenings and I'll, you know, I'll reach that burnout stage. And then you take three hours on one slide when it should have only taken you an hour. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because especially with the evening when I've like, arguably got an infinite amount of time which it really should be because you know and, um, and I'm 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 worse in the evenings my ADHD kind of kicks in a bit mm. more there because I just I can kind of spiral and go out get out of control with that hyper focus and, and lack of prioritization um, another thing I would say like to be you know something quite tangible here one thing we did in marketing um, and marketing is like a big part of what I do you know I'm the kind of you know, I do look at, yeah, I, I, well, we've got a marketing manager, but I, you know, I'm, I work very closely with her um, to, to do the marketing and sales for, for our agency. And again, I have a ton of ideas, a ton of marketing ideas all the time, um, but you can't pursue every idea, right? Um, and, and if we, if we try to pursue every marketing idea I had, then it would just be a chaos and a big mess and there's no prioritization. So what we, what we've done is actually a scoring system. So we, 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 we dump those ideas into a marketing ideas thread in, we use fleet, it's basically like Slack. Mm-hmm. So in our kind of internal comms chat tool. Um, and then once a month, we have a, a meeting in, my marketing manager and me to jump in and go through the list of um, those ideas and put them onto a spreadsheet. And then out of five, we give them a score. Um, the score is based on how easy would it be to, would it would it be to kind of uh, you know move forward with that activity develop that idea um, and the second score is how effective do we think it would be in terms of actually generating leads right how useful valuable effective would it be and then sometimes you realize oh okay it seemed like a great idea but it's like a zero and a zero or a one and a one you know it's like it's it's like a huge project like a billboard ad you know that's going to take ages and cost lots of money and and also is it going to really bring us leads probably not so it's a system of prioritization mm. and then from that we go we, we look at just the top the top scores you know the because it's out of 10 in the end you know eights nines tens and then we can move them and, and prioritize them you know and 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 create time for those rather than firing on every cylinder, which I think is a problem I had before, like chasing every idea as soon as as soon as I had it. So it sounds like, uh, you know, one of the things, and this is something that I hear a lot with our clients that uh, that have ADHD or ADD. Uh, you know, they, they're constantly switching, you know, their priorities because it's like they're chasing the next shiny object. So it sounds like what you're doing here is really allowing that process of evaluation by saying, I'm, I'm going to put it out here. And then once a month, we're going to address these things and review them as a whole, but almost like you're not giving yourself permission to take action on anything until it's gone through this entire review process. Is that what I'm hearing? That's exactly it. And I think obviously to get to that stage, you need to have self-awareness, right? And I have gained over the years. I didn't used to have self-awareness. Like I thought I was, you know, I thought I knew everything about business and agency life and like, you know, running around doing all these different things. Um, But I have that awareness of, you know, the fact that 
it's quite harmful to just chase all these ideas and it's it's not great for my marketing manager it's not great for me it's not great for the business and the agency I know some agencies where they have entrepreneurs you know founders who maybe are a little bit like me um, and what they do is just they just go to their marketing manager oh we need to do this in the middle of the night I've got this idea let's get on that you know and it's, it's not good for anyone so having the awareness first then creating the process of evaluation and then making sure you stick to it um, and having that space, but also having the space for those ideas, not just shutting them yeah, down. And that's sure. one of the strengths of, of, of ADHD and having a creative brain is you come up with these kind of cool, creative, amazing ideas and ways to solve problems in unique ways that you should have that space for creativity. But dump them, dump those ideas in a, in a, in a pot and then only open the lid, you know, at the right time within a structured format and then evaluate, prioritize. Um, and, and then it's a relief as well, because then you go, oh, OK, yeah, right. We've done this. And yeah, we've made that decision based on, you know, something that makes sense. We kind of there's a business case for it. Right. Like we've scored it. And and it doesn't mean those other ideas don't have a place. We'll look we'll look at them further down the line and maybe they'll um, there'll be a reason to prioritize them at that stage. Um, right. So it's quite it's quite nice because it's it's quite calming in a way, you know, rather than having this chaos, this like cauldron of bubbling ideas all the time and not not knowing what to do with all of them. Yeah, I you know I love that, and I um, I have a team leader, uh, and she and I are constantly in contact. Um, she's essentially my business manager, and I will send her um, just a message in our. Um, channel chat channel uh and i'll just say future planning list because i know that you know i'll wake up in the morning or as i'm sitting there in bed i you know and we we can't always turn our brains off or while i'm in the shower or on a hike listening to a podcast i'm like oh my god that's a brilliant idea i need to do that let me put that on our future planning list now occasionally i'll say this is such a great idea we need to take action on it right now yeah but more often than not, it's let's put this on the to be discussed when we have the capacity and it makes sense in the prioritization of that, uh, you know, so that we're not always trying to utilize our resources you know, to do everything all, all at once. And I've never been diagnosed with ADHD or ADD, but, you know, I think like you said uh, earlier, we all sort of fall a little bit on that spectrum and uh, we'll have some of that. And I think especially those of us that are entrepreneurial tend, tend towards that. Um, that's, that's the visionary side of us. You know, we're constantly coming up with ideas and it's being able to press the, the, the brake long enough to say, let's put some evaluation on this. 100%. And, you know, some, uh, it's, the visionary is needed, right? Like, it's, I think it'd be very hard to um, launch a business without a visionary. In fact, you know, where, where does the business come from, if there, even though if there's no visionary? Right. Um, and we usually have quite similar skill set and personality types. And, you know, my other, my partner in crime, Nitsan, um, for her, her brain can just naturally prioritize things. Like she's just got this amazing organizer, integrator brain. Um, so she, it comes naturally to her. But she always said she would never have launched a business. You know, she would ne- never mm-hmm. have had the kind of 
not it's not necessarily just the vision but the guts and the optimism and you know everything that you need to to go for it so that's why you know i think most great businesses are, are uh, in terms of leadership team you have both um well here in the here in the states i know the statistic is um less than 8% of our population will ever be willing to launch a business because they just don't have those traits um that draw them to that so you know it's definitely it's definitely a unique personality and i think there's definitely some overlap well, Conrad, this has been an amazing conversation, and um, I really love what we've been chatting about. But I'm curious: Are you ready for our in in flight snack questions? I am. Yeah, I might find this tricky because I do like to uh, go off on tangents, as you know, and I explain. To be short and succinct, and uh, let, let me try. Yeah, I'll give it my best shot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. First question: How do you define success? Um, that's a, that's a tough one. Me personally, I think there's a, can I answer with a few answers or do you need like a one word, one line? It doesn't have to be one word. We like to keep it succinct though. Yeah. Um, success. I mean, for, for us as an agency, there's a few things. There's revenue growth, naturally growth, the feeling of progress as well, mm-hmm. moving forward. I think uh, a happy team and a happy me and a happy uh, happy Nitsan as well. Um, so work-life balance is probably something I haven't been amazingly successful at, but I would I think that comes into it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. Uh, as an agency, what was one of the first things that you outsourced? The first thing that I outsourced, the very first thing, was the. Um, the creativity like the actual service copywriting so you know that that was it and I think the the reason was because as you mentioned like well it's very difficult to to be both it's difficult to be like a service provider and all the other things you need to be mm-hmm. you know the, the the account manager the project manager the the salesperson the marketer the finance person you need to wear all of those hats right when 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 you run a business and launch a business and so the first thing i did was outsource copywriting so that i could work on the business and Mm. and grow it perfect if you could take a four-week vacation what would you do or where would you go this will be the toughest toughest one to answer i've got so many places on my on my bucket list um where we want to go to four weeks maybe i'd go traveling around south america to countries that i've not been to very cool awesome i think i'd like to really do a safari one of these days so that that would be up there for me all right i've been to safari in in south africa and it was incredible such a great experience yeah very cool yeah for sure all right. So where's one place that the listeners can get a hold of you if they want to learn more about you and your agency? Uh, I think the best place is to, to find me on LinkedIn. Um, and um, I assume the link will be. Yep. We'll have uh, all your links in the show notes for sure. Conrad Sanders, find me on LinkedIn. I put out a lot of content there and talk a lot about the agency and our journey. Very good. And that's Conrad with a K. It is. And if the listeners uh, connect with you on social media, what's something that they're going to learn about you that is totally not business related? Not business related. Um, I 
I'm I am a street artist, so I do every now and then when I have a bit of spare time. Um, I do street art, and I post it on LinkedIn whenever there's a new piece. Um, I like doing big portraits of, of, of faces. Um, so that's that's something something another reason to follow me. That sounds fun. I love street art for sure. Very good. Thank you so much, Conrad. This has been amazing. And for those of you that are out there listening, if you're an overwhelmed coach, if you're kind of struggling with this ADHD and trying to get your head around how to manage your business and get out of the weeds of your business and free up more time so that you can spend on your zone of genius, then jump on a call with me now. This is your SOS and your lifeline. Don't just delegate. Visit DelegateSmarter.com and schedule your call now. We thank you for flying with us today. We truly appreciate your business and look forward to serving you on a future flight.